Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't get any better than that. I'm sorry, I'm crying. I'm, Stop! I'm crying. Hi guys, welcome back to the podcast, Digging Deeper with Mandy and Erica. I'm Mandy. And I'm Erica. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. We here at Digging Deeper like to dig deeper into the Bible, learn it, understand it, and then share it with you guys. That's right, Mandy. And thanks for tuning in, guys. We are actually going to be showing a pre-recorded um, podcast today. We're just going to introduce it right here, right now. What is it going to be about, Mandy? Uh, a common misconception of people saying that once you're saved, you can't have fun anymore. Mm, yes. I may have even believed that a little bit myself, too. You know, before I was saved, that um, to be a Christian meant you can't have fun anymore. You're Debbie Downer. Night, <laughs> you're a prude now. Something like that. Yep. So that's what we're talking about today. So um, we hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks for tuning in. Yep. Let's get into it. <laughs> this is a fun one. <clears throat> once you become a Christian, uh, you can't have fun anymore. Aww. So let's, I hear that all the time. Let's define fun. Does it mean to um, go out and get drunk to have fun? Some people think that's what fun is. It will. It, it is not. That that's not fun. Because the Bible says that you should be uh, sober-minded, and alcohol uh, alters your mind. So you're not going to be sober-minded. You're not going to have a sound mind if you're you're drinking because it alters your mind yeah so you know that's why you shouldn't really drink i think it's sad and you're right when you say this but i do think it's sad that people think they need alcohol to have fun listen here <coughs> not too many people know this about me but whenever i was younger living in sin not saved i always thought that the only way that i can have fun was to get drunk up okay but I didn't know any better. So, you know, I, I, I couldn't have fun unless I was drinking. Now, let me just be clear that, like, I didn't go get drunk every single day. I didn't go get drunk every weekend. It was uh, every once in a while, my stepmom, you know, she'd throw these little parties that she'd have at the house. And then that's, you know, when, right? And little so, parties at the house. Yeah, I've seen a lot of bad come when from When my dad parties. was out. Yes. <laughs> So, you know, from from that, I didn't think that I could have fun without alcohol because, you know, what does alcohol do? It brings out what you're really thinking, mm -hmm. you know? Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some people think they're missing out on life because they're not getting drunk. They haven't had that experience. If you haven't, don't. You're not missing out on anything. Now, listen, you do not get fulfilled until you get saved and you live for God. Yeah, that is where fulfillment comes yes, from. Yes, that's so good. Possibly, there's people watching now that that think this, mm -hmm. and they want what you have. Can you tell us a little bit about, like, can you explain in a little bit more, like, what changed in your life? What did you realize? What do you realize now that I don't know, allows you to have fun without being drunk? Like, what, what in your mind changed? There was always this void in my life, hmm. and. I tried alcohol. <laughs> okay, let me just rephrase that because I didn't try alcohol to fill that void. I did, but it wasn't like a constant. Okay. Okay. It yeah. was only a few times. 
I could probably only count on one hand how many times I got drunk. I even hate saying that word. I mean, hey, but I mean, it is what it is. Praise God for that. Yeah. So, um, that you there came was out of that. <laughs> <laughs> there was always this void, and I didn't know what it was. So I tried alcohol. I tried people. I tried to fill that void with people because listen. My parents weren't the greatest parents ever, okay. especially my mom. Mm, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. And my dad, I love my dad. I am a daddy's girl. If nobody ever knew that, I really am. I love my dad to death. Um, so with that being said, like my parents split up when I was two years old. My mom, she like, we lived with her for until I was nine. And like, she was bouncing around all over the places. She chose getting drunk and she chose men over us. You know, one Christmas we had to wrap our own Christmas presents because she is out drunk all night. And I told my sister, I'm like, hey, listen, we need to wrap these so we can have Christmas tomorrow. So then, you know, we was up all night wrapping paper Christmas presents. And then she comes waking up in the morning. Hey, girl, Santa Claus came. And I'm like, <laughs> how old were you? About eight or nine that's so sad yeah but anyway if i didn't go through that i wouldn't be the person i am today but anyway you know uh you know i didn't have the greatest parents so like growing up becoming a mom like i was really fearful of being a mom because i didn't have an example of a mom right so i didn't know how to be a mom so like I was scared to death whenever I was pregnant because I didn't know. I didn't know anything, you know? And, like, whenever I was pregnant is whenever I really got serious. Having a relationship with Jesus Christ himself is whenever I was pregnant is whenever I really came to the relationship. (coughs) But all that to say that there's this void I was trying to fill. I was trying to fill it with that, with people, you know, having friends. I thought maybe that's what I was missing out on. That's what I needed. But it wasn't. The only thing that filled that void was Jesus Christ himself. And that was having a relationship with him, reading the Bible, doing this podcast with you, having friends like you, mm-hmm. having in-laws that I have, my husband. Yeah, it, 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 it doesn't get any better than that. I'm sorry. I'm crying. I'm, <laughs> Stop. I'm crying. <clears throat> okay. So that's what you learned <laughs> Yes, it is. Uh, that's a great story. No, it's a terrible story. <laughs> I'm so sorry that you went through that. I, you don't need to be sorry. I mean, I just don't know what to say. <laughs> you don't have to say anything. That's really bad. Mm-hmm. But you're not alone. And maybe this podcast is going to reach someone right now who's like knows what you're saying. Yeah. But there's. That's not it. That's Listen, not the end. There's still Christians that have that void, that haven't been able to fill that void because they have not yet had a relationship <coughs> with Jesus. And that's what you're missing. That's the only thing that's going to fill any void in your whole life is Jesus Christ. You can't fill it with anything else. It's not going to work. It's just not. It's all futile. Um, when I was in my early 20s, I just remember, this is before I got saved, I remember just hating my life. And I'd say that all the time, hate my life. Um, But from the outside looking in, I had it made. I was completely independent, supporting myself, had a great job, quickly climbing the career ladder. Um, 
<laughs> had uh, how do I say this? I don't know. I was uh, dating, and the dating life was good. I guess I don't know. <laughs> like, what you, I, I just remember that. when I was alone, I would just be so depressed, hmm. right? Because you know, I had mo- I had a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, I had a really good job, and I had a lot well, of money. You were an engineer, nuclear, nu- nu- nuclear, nuclear, nuclear engineer. Yeah. So I, you know, the bank account was stocked. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, but I still hated my life. Something wasn't right. I didn't know how to be happy. You know, um, you know, I just like from the, literally from the outside looking in, I had it all made, but there was just. I wasn't happy. There was just something was missing, like you said, a void. And there was nothing I had that could fill it. And I just, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it other than I went to that church, heard the word of God preached with authority for the first time in my life, and that was it. I knew that's what I was missing. I had this thirst and this hunger to pursue the word of God ever since that moment. Never missed another service. Even if I couldn't physically be there, I listened to it online for years. I never missed one service because I was just like, you know, I was like living water to me. I needed that to live. And then I yeah. got saved and that I've never been the same since I got hmm. saved. And it is, like you said, that relationship, knowing Jesus Christ, knowing what he did for me, for you on the cross, that's what was missing. Mm-hmm. I knew when I knew Jesus, I knew who I was and I knew whose I was. Oh, yes. For the first time in my life, I didn't need to be dating anyone to tell me who I was or, you know, to be trying to live this life that I thought was the life that you're supposed to live. I didn't need the job. I didn't need the money. I didn't need any of that. I just needed to know Jesus. And that's what was missing. Hmm. So what was our question? I don't even remember what the question was. Once you become a Christian, you can't have fun. We didn't even <laughs> part <laughs> turns out everything we thought would bring us fun just brought us death and depression yeah. and yeah. heartache yeah. and sin yes. and regret it was yes. awful yeah stains like you know i look back and i'm like Wah. you know i don't even want to think about this <laughs> well thing. she always says that her old life was gross was. she did gross things she still hasn't told me any of the gross things that bad, she's done bad. but i mean whatever i mean i hope she tells me one day she trusts me enough but anyway you can't have fun i don't believe that and um once you become a christian you don't become this old fuddy-duddy person uh what's it called you're not a prude okay you can still have fun have a good old time i mean if you watch our podcast we have a great time every single time it's fun for me it's fun for (laughs) me i think erica's like the funniest person ever yeah i didn't know that yeah Oh, thanks. You're welcome. Um, but no. And then once you get around these people, when you surround yourself with these people, like my my church family, <laughs> I have the greatest time whenever I'm with audience. You you find that your definition of fun changes. Yes, yes. What you thought was fun, you look on it and you're like, that wasn't fun at all. <laughs> Not, now I'm having fun. Now I could have fun no matter where I am. Yeah. Who I'm with. Yeah. What I'm doing. And what I'm not, I don't need alcohol to have fun. No, I make my own fun. I'm fun. <laughs> I am the fun. Yeah. Bringing the fun with me. You know what? Here's a plot twist. <laughs> the Bible is funny in parts. <laughs> People say God doesn't have a sense of humor. They've never read this. <laughs> Again, go read Jonah. <laughs> exactly. It's funny. It is funny. It's serious it, and it's truth. 
that's why it's funny it's yes. because it's true it is it's human <laughs> it's us if you actually th- we did that podcast a couple weeks ago on peter jumping overboard yes that's funny stuff yeah yeah it is because he even put on clothes to jump off of the boat Again. which was a hundred yards away yeah it's funny it is funny if you don't think it's funny maybe you need to get yourself a sense of humor <laughs> Yes. You can cut that out. <laughs> you need to get yourself Jesus. Yeah. Um, and another misconception, which we just said it, that God doesn't have a sense of humor. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. Yeah. Re- read the Bible and you'll find out for yourself. Um. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know, people do think that that it, when you become a Christian, you're just boring. Yeah. Uh, you're mean. You're righteous. Self-righteous is the word. Mm. Self-righteous. Uh, got a chip on your shoulder. Unfortunately, I do know Christians like that, and that's yeah. sad. I hate seeing that. There, there's one other misconception within that misconception. <laughs> if I'm allowed to talk about it, is sex. Once you turn into a Christian, like you don't have sex anymore. Oh man, what a misconception! <laughs> there's a level of intimacy, level of intimacy that you reach with your husband. Talking about women up, that you can reach with your husband that you cannot reach without doing marriage the way God says. Yes. And once you start approaching that, things get good. Don't just say that. <laughs> All yeah. right, moving on. But yeah, okay. Let's move on. <laughs> um, is this the last one? Even sex is fun. Yes, <laughs> that it is. Like when you're with your husband when it's in the right right yes, right yes. order yes when the order <laughs> i don't know when you're doing it god's way yeah because we talked about this in one of the last podcasts but you know the bible does talk about sex yeah and sex is a gift from god between one man and one w- w- woman, woman. <laughs> who are in a covenantal marriage yeah according I- to god i mean he well, listen, we, a long time ago, we went over blood covenants. Yes. And you had said this before, that whenever a virgin vir- virgin woman comes with a man, it breaks the seal and, you know, it bleeds. She bleeds you, the first time. Yeah, and that's your, your blood covenant with your husband. Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah, that's how you seal a covenant with the blood. Yeah. And so that's how God designed sex, is that the first time... So that, you know, in his idea of marriage, it's after they get married, mm-hmm. they have sex the first time, and he, you know, blood, there's blood. <laughs> yeah. That's the seal. Yes. On the covenant. Yes. It's just so amazing how God designed everything. Yeah. And how perverted we twisted it. Yes. Uh, man, oh, I like That's so special. <laughs> my heart beats for teenage girls because oh. I just want them to know that you are special. Yes. You are unique. Do not give yourself out to anyone who hasn't entered into that covenant with you. Who yeah. hasn't who hasn't committed his life to you. Yeah. If he hasn't done that, he's not worthy of you. Yes. Yes. Okay, I don't like I get it. Like sometimes you look at these boys and you think there's no one else in the whole world who could be like them and you know my world's gonna end if i don't have him and so i have to give in no don't do it no oh please don't like i just i wish i could just just you know tell all these young girls that yes yeah definitely what's next okay uh you have to have gone to a christian college to be able to understand and study the bible 
False and false. False and false. False. One, false. I don't even recommend going to a Bible college nowadays. Those are false. Those stink. Listen, we Erica had this one interaction with this one girl that went to a Christian college, and it was about something in Genesis, and that girl's like, that's not what that means. Turns out that while she was in college, she was taught by very educated people. Mm-hmm. Some very unbiblical doctrines. I'll just leave it at that. Yes. Just things that like, I mean, Christianity has been around for 2,000 years. So you have 2,000 years of people digging deeper into the Bible and studying it and coming to rock-solid agreement and conclusion on certain issues in the Bible, which is clear as day. But today in the, your Bible colleges, they're saying, oh, we've reinterpreted it. We've misinterpreted that. We haven't understood it correctly. But today, because we're so smart now, we understand it differently. And when you think about what they're saying, if you just kind of like follow that along, it turns out that the whole gospel is perverted and they're teaching kids this. And like you said, I had that interaction with a graduate of one of those schools and she, she starts telling me this, like plain as day things in the Bible that never actually happened. You can read that it happened and she's saying it didn't happen. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, and I did have to say, I'm sorry, I didn't go to Bible school, but I do know how to study a book. And what you're saying doesn't make sense. And we did have a discussion. And by the end of it, I was just giving her truth after truth after truth. And she ran away crying. She'd never heard actual truth before, but she completed the four-year course in Bible study. Yeah. That's scary. That's horrifying. It is. But the Bible does say that the Bible is spiritually appraised. Yeah. You need the Holy Spirit. Yes. And the Holy Spirit, one of his jobs is to lead you in truth and guide you. That's what he does. So any Christian can understand the Bible. That's God's will for you. You have the Holy Spirit. The Jesus died so that he could come take God's wrath for you and bring the helper. The helper is the Holy Spirit. The helpers that help you understand what the Bible says because Jesus himself even told his apostles, you do not understand what I'm telling you right now, but the helper is coming and he will help you understand. Mm -hmm. So that's what we have now. Whenever we get saved, we have the Holy Spirit inside, dwelling inside of us. So we have the helper in us to help us understand what this is saying. So we don't need a scholar to tell us what, you know what the bible says we can do that on our own yes exactly you don't i mean it's good to have a a good pastor you know but you still have to check what he's saying yes that's right that's a good point yeah there is that one section in acts too where i think it's peter and john peter and someone um they're boldly authoritatively preaching the gospel to the people um the religious elite you know, the sophi yes. sophisticated in society at that time. Yeah. And the Bible records that those people looked at Peter and thought, how are they doing that? They're yes. uneducated. Yes. They're yes. just fishermen. Yes. And they were astounded. And it's not, that's not exclusive to Peter. That's all of us believers today. Let me tell you something. The Bible uses the unqualified and qualifies them to do God's work. Yes. He uses the lowest. The Bible <coughs> says the last will be first and the first will be last. Mm -hmm. It's talking about like everything. It's talking about me and you. Me especially, like, I, we all know that, like, I'm not as smart as you are. But God's still using me and calling me to do this podcast to use me. Mm -hmm. 
you know, it's, I mean, you look at the New Testament and you have books written by Paul and then Paul in his day was an intellectual. He was, you know, sophisticated, educated, yeah. intelligent. He writes books in the New Testament. But what else do you see in the New Testament? First Peter and second Peter, kind of the opposite. He was a fisherman. He yeah. was a laborer, you know, <clears throat> and the, they call him like the leader of the apostles don't yes they? yes he was the rock on which the church should be founded and his writings are scripture for us to read yeah. god will use anyone yes you don't need to be professionally educated no. to understand what scripture is saying or no. to be used by god no don't let that lie don't let satan keep you from the bible and learning the bible and understanding yes. the bible because you are capable because you have the holy spirit helping you mm -hmm. that's all that you need I just want to read something real quick and from the Bible to just for those who want to see it. Okay. In 1 Corinthians 1.18, For the word of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved is, pow is the power of God. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and the discernment of the discerning I will thwart. Where is the one that is wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the debater of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of this world? Do you understand what this is saying? The most intelligent today, the most educated today, the debater of this age, who think about that in our pop culture, think about that person who is so smart. They have them, this person on the news. We, you know, they write articles and everybody reads and believes and they agree with this person. <clears throat> He's nothing to God. Hmm. God has made that person foolish. That person, if they if they are not believers, and it doesn't matter how wise they sound, that's foolishness. They can't understand the simple things of Christianity, the simple things of God, without God's help, no matter how intelligent they are. Yeah. We all need the Holy Spirit yes. to help us understand that. Yes. Do you have any other misconceptions of the Bible or about Christianity or anything? Those are just the ones that came to the top of my mind. If you guys have any uh, common misconceptions about the Bible or Christianity, write them in the in the comments below, and we can all discuss them. Yeah, or if you have questions that we haven't addressed, yeah, things you've heard about the Bible or Christians or Christianity, let us know. Maybe we'll talk about it. Yeah, on a podcast. Yeah. Um. If I said in one of the other ones, if you guys want a more in depth uh study of the Bible, the Bible in general, like. Uh, the different books of the Bible, what are in the different books of the Bible, because the more you learn about the Bible, the more information there is about the Bible that you never would have even <laughs> thought of. Mm -mm, mm -hmm. Just like in, in Romans, it's essentially the book about being saved, mm -hmm. how to get saved. Mm -hmm. It's like the basics of the faith. Yeah, and the Romans were the ones that were killing the Christians. Yeah. Which is so mind-blowing. Yeah. So if you guys want to know stuff like that, more stuff like that, about the different books of the Bible and what they contain in each book, let us know. We'll do that because I really want to do that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. All right. I'll pray so. Okay. Dear Lord, just come before you, Lord, and all these misconceptions all of these lies that the enemy uses to get us to be separated from you lord i just pray against that right now that we will put on our full armor that we will defeat the enemy that we will 
defeat the enemy so that we won't be separated from you, Lord. And I just pray for anybody watching or listening to this, Lord, that they will get saved through this. They will learn to understand. They will learn to accept the Holy Spirit, to accept you, to be able to learn the Bible and what it is about, Lord. And that they will fill the void that is unfillable other than Jesus Christ. Lord, I just thank you for everything that you've done, what you're going to do. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen.